0: I would probably prefer to start with the more salacious details of Kirk Cousins trolling the Redskins by sitting in and watching his boy Kyle Shanahan do good things before he <laughs> goes out to be a head coach.
1: If he signs the uh, franchise tag and plays it out, I think he's probably gone and they're going to have to start planning to, you know, for succession.
0: Uh, I'm not ta- I would I do not accept your one to 10 scale on hires. I'm uh, I'm officially pushing us to a binary scale, uh, as it should be with coaching hires and late night decisions. Welcome in to Burgundy Blogcast, the official podcast of Burgundy Blog, who I'm proud to say is finally following me on Twitter. That was huge this week when I picked up that follow from Burgundy Blog. <laughs> Brent, maybe you can tell me behind the scenes how that happened, but later in the podcast, because we have more important things to talk about. First of all, hello. Just uh, Let me just stop with talking and say hello. Well, hello.
1: And hey, I, gotta, I have to address what you just accused me of. Okay. <laughs> I've been following you for years, Hayes, but I have been following you from my personal account, and now you got the Burgundy Blog follow. Just now, two years into a podcast, be, let it be
0: noted, I got that Burgundy blog follow, and yes, we have been friends for like over thirty years. So I, you know th- that one I thought was in the bag, the Burgundy blog one. Apparently, I had to uh, earn. So um, again, I'm, I'm proud. Like I said, the word, of, my word of this week is proud because that's how proud I am. All right, now I would probably prefer to start with the more salacious details of Kirk Cousins trolling the Redskins by sitting in and watching his boy Kyle Shanahan do good things before he goes <laughs> out to be a head coach. But let's start with some actual news, since I know you, uh, we're talking about a Washington team, so we always want to have real news to talk about. Uh, the Redskins have hired, uh, I've made another hire, and I'll just let you take it from here. Tell me who all and what all has been hired and why it matters.
1: Well, they've made a few, actually. In fact, this, this is just within the last few minutes. That's what I mean. It's just,
0: I, I usually do my research by doing a quick Google search. My research now is I'm reading your Twitter feed. So I'd be better off just turning <laughs> it over to you and tell me what we know now, uh, Monday at noon.
1: Well, within the last couple of hours, the team confirmed some moves that are, I think, completely in alignment with what you and I uh, explored and predicted this time last week. And specifically, that means that Matt Kavanaugh, who was previously the quarterback coach, has been elevated officially to the position of offensive coordinator. Uh, they are, they are, I think they had, they have now made final the hiring of a guy named Kevin O'Connell to be the new quarterbacks coach to follow Kavanaugh there. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, after much humming and hawing, they, um, they, they finally decided to, in fact promote internally Greg Minuski from outside linebackers coach to defensive coordinator. So O'Connell is coming in from the outside to the sort of minor position of QB coach, but the new coordinators were both with the team last year. So we did not get the sort of um shake up that I think you were you were thirsting for Hayes.
0: yeah I got real excited on that you know when that Rob Ryan news was dropping because that's exactly what I was talking <laughs> about you know it's some spice some Lane Kiffin-esque spice on the defensive side but now now um walk this back and hardcore Redskins fans who already know the answer to this are going to be annoyed by my not knowing but was the guy that got promoted a defensive coordinator was that the name that we were talking about or was it somebody else that we were thinking about might get promoted
1: no, he was really he was the primary option okay. from among the in-house candidates, and and his name was definitely you know pretty much immediately um, floated and the subject of speculation when when Joe Barry was fired. Now, you know the the, the there's there's a lot to break down in this search because the team uh, interviewed, I think, a, a formally interviewed at a minimum six um, six external candidates for the position, possibly seven. And, you know, if you want to extend it to the number of people that they pretty clearly um, inquired about or expressed interest in, it jumps to like almost a dozen. And and so, you know, I have sort of wondered aloud on Twitter, how exactly could the team, at least in, in the short term, uh, you know, describe this as a successful search as a as a successful conclusion to the process when they've when they've sniffed around on as many as a dozen external candidates and then hired somebody who was already in the building Um, and so you know I think that's kind of a fair question and and many it is shared by many fans and it it was a slow and somewhat sad search Uh, and and it just it just visually kind of came off pretty bad because at least one or two other candidates, including most notably Gus Bradley, but then also Wade Phillips. Um, these these are guys that just pretty clearly just chose other options. So you know that's the part that makes the Redskins look a little bit uh, pathetic. Sure. But um, I, I think though that um, what they've what they've settled on is is a perfectly reasonable conclusion. I think if they had kind of just aggressively, done, you know, and quickly done it in the first place, it would have looked like a clear plan and, and probably people would have been more on board. But Minuski has been a defensive coordinator three times previously. Uh, he has not had like ragingly successful defenses, but they've been kind of middling defenses. And we know that he's, you know, he's a pro, he's capable, he's got experience doing it. He never fell flat on his face in any of those jobs. When he overlapped in San Fran with McLuhan, he actually had a pretty darn good defense when Patrick Willis was there. And I think, you know, the way I'm looking at him is that this is on a scale of one to 10, I'm calling him kind of like a four and a half. Um, I I think that he does not have a high ceiling as a coordinator, but I think he's also shown that he doesn't have a, a, a low floor. And I think that he's shown that with sort of average talent, he's able to produce an average defense. And I do think that if the Redskins are able to maintain their offense, then an average defense actually might just be enough for them to make some noise.
0: All right, well that's a great analysis. Uh, it's a good thing you're not a salesman and you are a doctor because um, an a, a <laughs> average performance out of average talent is uh is just a winner. But I get to I get to, pre- I get to uh, press you on a couple points. One, uh, I'm not ta- I I would do not accept your one to ten scale on hires. I'm uh, I'm officially pushing us to a binary scale uh, as it should be with coaching hires and late night decisions. It comes down to one or zero, right? There's no like, ah, it's a six. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a high four. Would you give it a four and a half? No, 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 no. This is either a <laughs> one or a zero. What is it? Is it a good hire or a bad hire? Is it the right move I'm or the wrong smooth.
1: move? I, I appreciate this question. I have much respect for the binary scale. And I'm not going to hedge because this is the binary scale. It's a one. Okay. All
0: right. So, so promoting from within is a one. And Did you have the, the move on both sides of the ball as a one, too? You were okay with the offensive side?
1: I'm going to give Kavanaugh a one also. Okay.
0: All right. Now, the other thing I'm going to press you on is uh, I've got to agree that uh, interviewing all these defensive guys and then not hiring any of them uh, is a successful coaching search. Because you got to remember that success is relative. And if you're defining it by the terms of the agents, of those defensive coordinators who stopped in for a, for a quick coffee with the Washington Redskins and, the, and used that in negotiation with other teams, that's a wildly successful coaching search. They put money in the pockets of all those guys who then could go to their other jobs and get more money. So in that terms, congrats to the Redskins. I do agree 100%, all jokes aside, with your assessment that if if your promotion from within move is your move because you're kind of saying no 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 we feel like everything is going in the right direction we like Gruden you know he's got kind of had things up keep things together then it would have made more sense to make it a power move as soon as those you know positions became vacated so i definitely agree with you there um all right let's uh we won't we won't go down up and down the whole cabinet or 20 something whatever it is but let's just uh, let's put it in terms of if we got a new administration coming with a new cabinet come in, and uh, all politics aside, I'm trying to make a Washington connection here. Who would you <laughs> say is the uh, Betsy DeVos uh, of the hirings uh, so far? Like, is there, is there anyone that you're not sure about that's been put in new jobs? Because I, I know there's some other positions. Tom Sula, you'll be able to give some better names. Anybody that you're not so sure about is in the right position at this point?
1: Well, I think that Kavanaugh was a big help to Kirk Cousins in the QB coach spot. And replacing him with a guy like Kevin O'Connell, who's young and not particularly experienced, that's kind of a question mark. And I don't know how much, uh, you know, how how how, uh, how useful he's going to be. So, you know, that one's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, the defensive backs coach position remains unfilled technically, although they're trying to retain a guy who was the assistant d b coach that's Aubrey Pleasant, I think he would be a good hire uh because he's thought to be uh kind of a rising star or an up and comer if you will but you know, you mentioned tom sewell and I, I really do like that one and and also this goes back to like a, a, a somebody somebody smart on twitter said to me well I'll I'll tell you how this this long search that ended up with just a guy who was already there could be considered a success is if they turn some of those um presumed candidates for defensive coordinator into some position coach hires. And that's exactly what happened with Tom Sula. So that's a good angle. You know, they sniffed around and they found a guy who maybe they didn't think was ready to be uh, their their coordinator, but he has a really strong history as a defensive line coach. And that's a very strong hire uh, for his position group. If they're able also to to go and hire a guy like uh, Mike Pettin or Jason Tarver for the outside linebacker position, these are guys that have had Uh, experience coordinating defenses, and in Pettin's case, even being a head coach, I think that would be a pretty big win if they took one of those other candidates and put them in a smaller role. And now you're sort of starting to fill out Minuski's staff with you know, very talented uh, guys who can focus on specific parts of the defense. So that may sort of validate the strategy a little bit, too. There's nobody else. They they haven't hired anybody yet where I'm like, that's a huge mistake. Um, It's more so just kind of like, a little bit vanilla, and do we really think there's going to be a big change? I do think Minuski will bring a few things. He, he likes to blitz. I think fans will like that, you know, provided that it works. He likes to play more press man um, coverage schemes with his defensive backs, and I think that suits Bashad Breeland in particular. So there's a chance that this could work out. I'm not, you know, when they hired Joe Barry, I felt very confident that it was going to fail, and it did. With Mineski, I don't feel that way. Uh, I, I think that it could work. I think there's reasons that it could work. It's not a home run, uh, or at least it doesn't feel that way right now. But so far, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on this stuff.
0: Brent, not marching in protest the day after the uh, new administration is announced for the Washington coaching staff. That's how you're feeling about <laughs> it. Um, no, sounds good. got all the official stuff out of the way do any of your opinions on keeping you know the band together intact for the most part uh does that still make sense to you now that we know that Kirk Cousins is actively looking for other jobs specifically going with Kyle Shanahan to San
1: Francisco yeah good good point I'm I'm with you that uh that uh that he was probably doing more by attending yesterday's game uh in Atlanta than than just enjoying uh, a football game I think that his he boy. May have been
0: I his think boy. he was doing
1: a little a little bit of shopping.
0: No, he was just, just there to support his friend and boy Kyle Shanahan, who he may or may not be <laughs> working with next year. Now what uh right on. what's your reaction to um I know there's now been more talk. What's what seemed to be uh, you know, leaning towards he's going to be in Washington next year. Now maybe people are backing away from that. Is that just because we need news to report, and so we'll flip flop every week and say this is what Cousins is doing? Um, obviously, tying it to the news of him being at the NFC Championship game is something as well. But what uh, also did <laughs> did I hear he had lame seats too?
1: <laughs> he, he, he took a picture from from his seat it wasn't exactly it wasn't exactly first row 50 yard line like if he
0: does that worry you at all about your starting quarterback like you want your starting quarterback in a suite right like if you're going to somebody else's <laughs> game at least see in, in in a box right i mean <laughs> that alone screams like not franchise qb to me you know like not even I, you know I, I don't know what's worse what's worse like uh not having the good seats or, well, I I don't know. I was was trying to think if he had his kids with him, you know, that's maybe one thing if you're like being dad fan, but if you're just like dude dude there and and like you show up, I don't know. Like, I don't Like I said, I don't know if it's like bad that it doesn't mean he's a franchise quarterback or if it's like good, he would be like, Hey man, uh, Kyle, if we're doing this, you need to treat me like a franchise quarterback and throw me in a suite. So people like put TV cameras on me and stuff. So what's your reaction to the whole uh, drama there?
1: well uh, you know I think that the this i mean I think these th- these rumors and this angst is increasingly warranted to be honest you know as of as recently as a few weeks ago, I still thought the chance of him leaving was very small. I no longer think it's a trivial chance and it's growing by the day um The reason is this the you know thinking th- thinking through this it's it's it just it becomes more and more clear that he does not have an, uh, you know, and and potentially this is partly negotiating stance, but he's, he's absolutely refusing to, to uh, demonstrate any sentiment or emotion publicly that he's like strongly attached to the Redskins. He seems very uh, noncommittal. So if indeed he has already decided that he does not intend to sign a long term contract with the Redskins, or if, we are you know strongly suspicious that Scott McLuhan is never going to come around and pay him market value for his services. Then what we're left with in terms of the the way that he can continue to be the Redskins quarterback is only of course him playing out the one another one year franchise tag and if that happens days the 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 cost of his third uh exclusive franchise tag would become prohibitive, and I think there would be an extremely high chance of him leaving the team next year and and them getting nothing in return. This would be if he signs the uh, franchise tag and plays it out, I think he's probably gone and they're going to have to start planning to, you know, for succession. So I think, first of all, and I want to make this very clear because a lot of people on Twitter, I think sort of skipped over this main part of my position or stance on the subject. I think that they should pay him. I want him to stay. And I think he should stay. I do think as we've covered that, they kind of screwed this up by not paying him last year when he was more affordable. I still think he's a legitimate franchise quarterback who they should pay. But if, if we're going to operate under the assumption that, that McLuhan is not ready to pay him what he thinks he's worth, and, and the discussion then becomes, should they tag him with the intent of playing him or should they tag and trade him I absolutely think it's a no-brainer that you tag and trade for whatever you can get because I'd rather get something in return now than have him play just one more measly year and then walk out for nothing.
0: Uh, that's interesting and reasonable, and I, I can agree with all that, especially if you throw in the uh, the retrospect of, and, and I'm not taking away that you probably said it this way at the time, pay him his long-term contract a year ago, and it, it, it wouldn't have hurt as bad. You could pay him at, at what his market value then, which was less. Um, yeah, but but that but there was risk involved in that at the time too. So um, yeah, yeah, I I don't you know I I don't know enough about trade value and trade market. I guess would you trade? There, there seem to be so few player for player trade these days. You know what I mean? It, it would be nice if you could just get a piece for him. You know what I mean? Like uh, um, yeah, an offensive lineman that everybody can use more of, uh, obviously. But more likely, you're talking some sort of. Um, uh, draft round picks, is, is there – do you dream of what you could get for him? I mean, Do you think you could get a second round pick for Kirk Cousins? No way first round, yes. I don't think. Are they, those are two so, cousins, aren't they?
1: So, obviously, yeah, that's sort of the question of the hour. And the reason that this whole thing is really kind of like um, gained momentum is because of Kyle, who you already alluded to, and the fact that it seems a foregone conclusion that he's going to get the job in San Fran, where they don't really have a quarterback. They've got Kaepernick and Gabbert, who both suck. So clearly, um, you know, Kyle Shanee is going to be looking for a new guy. So if he's the one who's the most interested in pursuing Cousins, let's say they put this um, so-called non-exclusive franchise tag on him and then trade him to the 49ers. They, they would be entitled to as much as two first-round draft picks. Uh which would be a, a bounty. And I don't think anyone, you know, you shouldn't even bat an eyelash. You take that and run hundred percent. But They're not going to get that. They're not going to get that. They, 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 this, you know, they're the, the rules allow for that to be negotiated down. And I think, you know, San Fran has this very enticing, uh, very sexy looking number two overall pick in this year's draft, which could turn into a, a, you know, total stud defender, possibly even Jonathan Allen from Alabama, which would, I think, be, like, best-case scenario. I think if the Redskins could get the number two overall pick, I would do it immediately. I think if they could get from San Fran something like not two first, but two seconds, I mean, I would I would think pretty long and hard about that, too, because this year it's a very early second. Yep, uh, That's pretty significant capital. San Fran has some pieces on defense in terms of players. You know, they drafted – Uh, Very recently, DeForest Buckner, who's a nice 3-4 defensive lineman. I'd love to add him to the Redskins' defense. So they might take that into consideration. I don't know. I guess it's really going to come down to just how badly does Kyle Shanahan like Kirk Cousins and want Kirk Cousins? And then also, you know, to what extent does he think that maybe if he doesn't make this move now, then a year from now he's going to have a chance to sign him for nothing?
0: Right. 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 If he could just wait a year. Yeah. uh, All that is interesting stuff, I guess. At this point, no more real coaching hires to watch. I'm I'm sure there are positions down the line that may be getting filled. So pretty much the only big question up in the air is what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. And then uh, after that, it's looking on to the draft Uh, very quickly because we may not do another podcast between now and then. Do you have a uh, prediction on the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, I don't feel strongly. I mean, gosh, that uh, that that Atlanta offense just looks so ridiculous against Green Bay. I mean, I think they just kind of exposed the Packers, and and it, you know that went down exactly the way you and I thought it would. Yep. I, I think that that amazing win against the Cowboys really sucked all the all the air and energy out of the Packers, and they just they they looked like they had nothing left. I mean, it's it's it, you've know, gone to my head. I'm gonna choose the Patriots, but I think that uh, I absolutely think. That the Falcons are legit, and I hope and expect that it'll be a close one,
0: yeah i um I always look at i I kind of assume the Patriots take your number one weapon off the table uh but then then you look at Atlanta and you're like, yeah, but they got a bunch of weapons, but yeah, but dang it, Pittsburgh did too uh that's I thought that's exactly yeah. what we yeah. got with Pittsburgh they were gonna to bottle up somebody, but that somebody was just gonna have a big day, so um yeah. I'm with you. I always see the Patriots as sort of the SEC in, in bowl games where uh, you don't want to bet against them, but, but, but the Falcons sort of look like Clemson. They're, they're ready to go uh, toe-to-toe with, uh, with the big dogs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: All right. We, neither and rest- I think if, if, Brady, if, Brady closes, if Brady closes the deal here and wins another Super Bowl after all the deflate gate and his suspension at the beginning of the year, I mean, he basically is just the ultimate
0: thoughts on tom brady yeah i don't even want to go there now uh let's wrap up <laughs> this version of burgundy broadcast for brent who's doing it on his lunch break putting in extra work and hayes who doesn't do any work so he can do this anytime that you want uh this is burgundy broadcast thanks